You are listening to Learn Out Loud's Intro to Poetry podcast. Designed with the novice in mind, this carefully selected series of poems will expose the listener to a broad range of poetic eras and styles. From Shakespeare and Byron to Eliot and Frost, this podcast is a great starting point for anyone interested in learning more about poetry. For a full listing of all of our educational podcasts, please visit our website at www.learnoutloud.com podcast. Thank you for listening. Ode on a Grecian Urn by John Keats, published in 1820. On John Keats's theory of negative capability expressed in his letter to George and Thomas Keats, dated Sunday, December 21st, 1817. I had not a dispute but a disquisition with Charles Dilk on various subjects. Several things dovetailed in my mind, and at once it struck me what quality went to form a man of achievement, especially in literature, and which Shakespeare possessed so enormously— I mean negative capability. That is, when a man is capable of being in uncertainties, mysteries, doubts, without any irritable reaching after fact and reason. Coleridge, for instance, would let go by a fine, isolated verisimilitude caught from a penetralium of mystery, from being incapable of remaining content with half-knowledge. This pursued through volumes would perhaps take us no further than this, that with a great poet the sense of beauty overcomes every other consideration or rather obliterates all consideration. Ode on a Grecian Urn by John Keats Thou still unravished bride of quietness, thou foster child of silence and slow time, sylvan historian who canst thus express a flowery tale more sweetly than our rhyme. What leaf-fringed legend haunts about thy shape, of deities or mortals, or of both? In Tempe or the dales of Arcady, what men or gods are these? What maidens loath? What mad pursuit? What struggle to escape? What pipes and timbrels? What wild ecstasy? Heard melodies are sweet, but those unheard are sweeter. Therefore ye soft pipes play on, not to the sensual ear, but more endeared, pipe to the spirit ditties of no tone. Fair youth beneath the trees, Thou canst not leave thy song, nor ever can those trees be bare. Bold lover, never, never canst thou kiss, though winning near the goal, yet do not grieve. She cannot fade, though thou hast not thy bliss, for ever wilt thou love, and she be fair. Ah, happy, happy boughs, that cannot shed your leaves, nor ever bid the spring adieu, and happy melodist unwearied, for ever piping songs for ever new. More happy love, more happy, happy love, forever warm and still to be enjoyed, forever panting and forever young, all breathing human passion far above, that leaves a heart high sorrowful and cloyed, a burning forehead and a parching tongue. Who are these coming to the sacrifice? To what green altar, O mysterious priest, leadest thou that heifer lowing at the skies, and all her silken flanks with garlands dressed? What little town by river or seashore, or mountain built with peaceful citadel, is emptied of its folk this pious morn? And little town thy streets forevermore will silent be, and not a soul to tell why thou art desolate can e'er return. O attic shape, fair attitude, with breed of marble men and maidens overwrought, with forest branches and the trodden weed, thou silent form dost tease us out of thought, as doth eternity, cold pastoral. 
When old age shall this generation waste, thou shalt remain, in midst of other woe than ours, a friend to man, to whom thou sayest, Beauty is truth, truth beauty, that is all ye know on earth, and all ye need to know.